Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ninja on the Ball podcast where we are on the ball with the people that know. Um, as we mentioned, we'll be bringing you people with experience, knowledge from inside the sports and football industry to give you their insight and their knowledge. And once again, we've got another special guest. Um, welcome back on the show, Dr. Jimmy Sayo Osinake. Thanks for having me, Deji. Thank you. Thank you for joining us again. Um, so this particular episode, um, you know, we really want to focus on nutrition in sports. Um, just to, you know, for people who don't know what nutrition is, what is nutrition? Okay, so nutrition uh, in simple terms talks about what uh, an athlete takes in terms of food, in terms of drink, just uh, with the sole purpose of promoting general well-being. So that's the... Uh, general overview of what nutrition is. So in simple terms, it talks about uh, the kind of food you take, the uh, kind of drink you take uh, for the purpose of uh, general well-being. It could also be for the purpose of uh, physical activity, basically. So that's uh, what nutrition is all about. So in regards to... Um so obviously you mentioned, you know, it can be for physical well-being. It can be, you know, um, so in regards to um, people, is nutrition the same for us, for an active sports person and a regular person? Okay, so they are it's a bit uh, uh, different, okay? Though it's important to say that uh, the, uh, the, the average active person or the, the athletes, must uh, uh, have the basic nutrition, okay, before he or she can think of, you know, how can I optimize my nutrition to maximize performance. So I would expect uh, everyone, either you're an athlete or you're not an athlete, to take lots of carbohydrates because that is what's going to give you energy. So even if you're not uh, into sport, you still need carbohydrate to, you know, to do your day-to-day -day activities, you know, such as uh, going to work, such as, you know, doing outdoors and, and all that. So it, it's, it's still, you know, uh, uh, basically the same, but for athletes, it's a bit different because they would need to, you know, maximize performance. So they might need something a little bit more or they might need not to take certain amounts of food at a particular time, you know, based on, you know, the level of spots, you know, they are taking uh, a part. So uh, generally it, it's, it's similar, but there are a bit of differences uh, when it comes to athletes. And these differences are because uh, athletes uh, would need to maximize the sporting performance. So, um... When you say maximize their sporting performance, um, what exactly do you mean? Okay, so my sporting performance talks about uh, uh, making sure that their sporting goals are met. Okay, so uh, sporting performance uh, is not uh, objective, so it's subjective. So, for example, a footballer, uh, the goal of a footballer, for example, might be that I really want to go the whole season without being injured. Okay, because if I get injured, I won't be able, you know, to play well. So for such a person, uh, the choice of food or the choice of lifestyle generally would have to support that particular goal, 
okay so but the whole idea is you know to do well in sports to excel in sports to compete for medals to win trophies you know for some people it might be to become the highest goal scorer for some people it might be qualifying for an olympics so uh it basically just means you know doing well in your in your chosen you know maximizing your sporting performance so um of course you know um well you 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 pretty much answered it but i just want to clarify that point specifically yeah. just so that people can be clear um yeah. why is correct nutrition important okay so correct nutrition for an athlete is important number one to reduce injury and risk of illnesses okay now why is this important because sports on its own is you know oftentimes if you're into pro sport it's a lot of physical activity and because you are into you know a very high level activity you are predisposed you know to injuries okay and sometimes, depending on the level of activity, uh, if you don't recover well, you know, your immune system might drop and that can predispose you to illnesses. So for an athlete, uh, the one of the reasons why you need to take nutrition very, very important is to reduce uh, uh, the risk of the injury and illnesses. So to, let's, let's be more practical with that. So for example, I just expected that an athlete will hydrate well before a game. Okay, so you have to take a lot of water. That's my hydration. And take the you know take the necessary amount of water before a game, during a game, and after a game. So before a game, if you're not taking enough water, for instance, you know you might you know that might predispose you to having things like muscle cramps, and you know the muscle cramps uh, can make you to be substituted in a game, and sometimes it can be worse. And it, it could even lead to more serious injuries. That's one. Number two, the reason why you know an athlete should take nutrition serious is to you know adapt to certain level of training. Okay, so and uh, adaptation to that level of training, you know, differs. It depends on the level of competition. So if you're competing in the UEFA Champions League, for instance. Uh, the level of training, you know, might be much more, okay, compared to if, you know, you're probably, you know, doing a league game or if, you know, you are in a relegation battle, you know, the level of, you know, of, of training at that point, just because you want to avoid relegation, you know, it might be much more, you know, compared to someone that is already done and dusted, you're going to play the Champions League. So, you know, these different situations, these different training adaptations, you need, you know, the right nutrition, you know, to adapt, you know, to these various training load, various training scenarios. So those are, you know, the two basic things. And the third one, the goals of sport nutrition is to optimize the performance, to make you a better player, to make you a better athlete, a better gymnast, a better footballer, in this case, we're talking about football. So, you know, to be able to go, you know, through a season, you know, scoring the amount of goals you want to score and, you know, you progressing. So that's that. So let me just summarize that again. The goals of sport nutrition are one to reduce injuries and, and the risk of illnesses, you know, so that you can be able to, you know, adapt well to uh, the training load. Okay. And above all, you know, to be able to, you know, to perform better uh, on the field of play. Mm. Um, so thank you, thank you for, for, for explaining that for us. Um, my following question, um, obviously, um, 
is I think it's important for people to understand to really understand sports nutrition and to really understand sports nutrition. I think you have to break down the major nutrient groups so that people can have an understanding of and just to give an example for each nutrient group so that people can understand which one goes where. Okay. So uh just before I answer that question, I was about saying something, just remembered that uh uh before you even talk about sport nutrition, you must consider quite a lot of things. Like if I talk about the various types of food or nutrient. So there are certain considerations uh that athletes, you know, must uh look out for. So number one, you have to look out for things such as the environment you are in. Okay. So if you are in a very humid, you know, uh environment such as Nigeria, then it means that uh you won't have to joke with hydration, okay? So the amount of water I'm going to take if I'm playing in Lagos would be different from the amount of water I'm going to take in the UK during winter. So it means it's, it's not all cast in stone that this is the amount of water you have to take. So you must consider the environment that you are in. Then again, you must also consider the population. So female footballers, male footballers, young footballers. So female footballers, for example, of female athletes, even in general, they tend to always want to uh, uh, overtrain and eat less because they always fear of because of the fear of of uh, weight gain. So oftentimes you see them, you know, not eating optimally, just because they want to perform, you know, very very well. You know, young athletes because you know they are having because their bones are developing. Okay, so you would need to, you know, supplement uh, their meals with things like calcium that can make their bones much, much stronger. Then also, you also have to consider uh, people that have restricted dietary choices. For example, vegetarians. So there are some footballers that, because of their religious inclination, they might not be able to eat meat or anything of animal uh, origin. And we know that meat, you know, for, for example, is rich in protein, okay? And so when you're talking about food choice for such a player, you must respect, you know, their religious or their cultural biases. So what that means is that you must find uh, suitable alternatives uh, for them. So these things must be considered the environment, the population, and, you know, even religious and ethnic biases must also be considered. They must also consider even the level of activity, you know, of that particular person and also the level of competition. So uh, a player, for example, in the English Premier League that has to play the league game on a Saturday, play the Carabao Cup, you know, on a Sunday, on a Monday, on a Tuesday, you know, has to, you know, play uh, a Champions League game on a Wednesday, and the following Saturday, he has to play another league game. Now, you look at, you know, the level of activity and you ask yourself, okay, would food enough, would just uh, the normal nutrition, will it be enough for them? Are we, do we need or are we going to need, you know, uh, other supplements, you know, to actually top up uh, what they can get, you know, from the food? So, so these things must be very important. Then what are the common goals of sport nutrition? You know, what do you really want to achieve? Now, the common goal, basically, is to meet energy, okay, is to, is to provide energy, is to provide strength, you know, to support training and competition. Now, let me go back to your question about the types of uh, nutrients that we have. So, generally, we have, 
uh, about about six classes of nutrients. So we have the carbohydrates, we have the proteins, we have the fat and oils, we have the minerals, the vitamins, uh, some say fibers and water. So the carbohydrates are are the energy giving food. Okay, so they are the food that provides you with with the, with the with the appropriate energy or what we call fuel. And uh, these uh, categories of food can be seen in things like uh, a bar, uh, things like rice, pasta, uh, semolina, yam, you know, you know, those are, you know, very common food choices in our country, Nigeria. So those, you know, food, you know, those types of food I just mentioned, they belong to the carbohydrate group of food and they provide energy. Then we also have another class of food called protein. And uh, what proteins, what they do, what this class of food does is that they help in repairing, you know, damage on worn out tissues. Now, after a football game, you know, your muscles will have gone through a lot of stress and strain and there will be, you know, some breakdown of muscle, even though it might be very little. So the reason why you need protein is to, is to help you to repair, Okay. And when a player is injured, when a ligament, for example, is injured, or when you've injured your muscle, you need something to repair. And, and the proteins are very, very good in repairing, you know, damaged, you know, muscles, damaged tissues. And uh, examples of, of food that will provide proteins are egg. It's okay. Egg is a very good source of protein. Milk is a very good source of protein. Fish, you know, a very wonderful source of protein. Yam, a good source. Sorry, sorry, I mean meat rather is a good source of protein. Beans, you know, these are very good source of proteins. Then we have another class of food called the the, uh, the fats. Okay, fats and oils. So the fats and oils, what they also do, this class of food, what they do is also to provide energy. Okay, they provide energy for you. And you know, I said earlier on that carbohydrates provide energy. Okay. Now, the difference between the energy you get from carbohydrate and the energy you get from uh, a fat is that you can easily deplete the energy you get from carbohydrates, okay? However, the energy you get from, uh, uh, from, from fat is like a reserve. So when you deplete the energy you get from carbohydrate, your body begins to make use of the energy you, you uh, would get from fat. And... Uh, Examples of fatty foods are, you know, if you take things like um, uh, donuts, you know, those uh, oily foods, uh, we generally provide you with that. Then minerals, okay, we have vitamins too, so vitamin A, vitamin B, vitamin Cs, and, uh, you know, so I think that's just a general overview. We have fibers, so fibers are things like vegetables, and the reasons why, uh, we need fibers is that fibers helps helps us to move our bowel fast it helps it aids digestion then we have water okay so water uh, provide that uh, it provides that environment where all these other nutrients you know will work so i think that's just an overview of the various nutrients uh, that we have generally um so you know um thank you for explaining that for us um so one thing I liked is that you gave us examples which are relatable to our Nigerian environment. Um, yeah. But of course, you know, a question that people often ask is that, um, does it matter how the food is cooked? And if the way the food is cooked, does it affect which nutrient group that food falls in? For example, if I cook chicken and I go and fry, fry, fry it, does that mean that, that, does that chicken still fall into the protein side? 
Okay, good question. Uh, when you, okay, I said fish is a very good example of protein, but you know, oftentimes when you fry it, okay, in the process of frying it, what you're doing is that, you know, you are, you know, depleting the protein, okay, in, in it. And most importantly, you're not adding oil to it, okay? And you don't want the oil to actually interfere with the protein itself. So when we say protein, we are say, we are, we're talking about fish without frying, okay? We're talking about uh, uh, meat without frying. Because when you begin to fry, you are not beginning to add oil to eat, and that can even impair digestion, now that can make you to add weight because as an athlete, you also need to control your weight, okay? So it's, it's very important that you, you get this food, you know, in its best and the simplest form, okay? In order to get the maximum benefits from them. Mm. Thank you for that. Um, uh, so um, staying on the topic of uh, nutrient groups, um, okay. one of the nutrient groups is called fats. And yes. a lot of people, that has a very negative um, association. So um, if, you know, if I hear the word fats, does that mean I should not be eating it at all? Okay. So, well, you can actually take fat, okay? You can, you can actually take fat and oil. You get fat and oil from, from oily things. So I'm very sure that uh, virtually most of us, in one way or the other, we, would, we are taking oil. We are taking fat, okay? But fats would not provide you with the immediate release of energy. Now, we need to talk about this from a perspective of a footballer or an athlete. Now, when a footballer goes for a game, you need energy for the game, okay? And the energy you need for the game must be instant, okay? And the only class of food that can provide you with that instant burst of energy is the carbohydrates, is the carbohydrates. Although some schools of thought, some, some, some have the opinion that uh, do, do more fat because fat uh, can provide you with a uh, form of energy uh, that is long-lasting, like, that is like long-lasting. But the general consensus is that you must just take uh, carbohydrates. You must, in fact, load yourself with carbohydrates because that will provide you, you know, that instant uh, energy you need for a game. Now, if you're not, you know, probably playing a game or if you have, you know, rest days or probably you are uh, 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 out of competition, maybe due to injuries or maybe the season is over, yes, you can indulge in taking fat. But you must also be careful because, you know, too much of fat uh, generally can lead to so much uh, cholesterol that can have issues with your blood vessels and all that. So uh, for athletes, what I advise uh, and the general consensus, the general evidence-based consensus is that if you want energy for a game, for a football game, for example, then take loads of carbohydrates. So I think that's uh, that about carbohydrates and fat. Thank you for that. Um, so again, um, similar or similar to the question you just answered, um, some people often have the thought process that um, the easiest way for me to 
to perform or the best way for me to perform is to eat just one food group. For example, somebody might say, um, since I'm an athlete, I should only eat carbohydrates because that is the energy that I need. Um, what um, is that correct or? No, it's, it's, it's not correct. It's not correct. Now, when we talk about sport nutrition, you need uh, four things. Okay, let me just put them together. You need carbohydrates for fuel. That's what gives you the energy. That's one. You need proteins, you know, for physical manipulation, for example, for growth of muscles, repair of muscles, okay? That's two. You also need uh, supplements, okay? So, you know, I talked earlier about the role of supplement that sometimes you might just need supplements. So, you know, for somebody that is religious inclination will not allow him to eat meat, then you might need to source for sup for protein from supplements then the fourth one is sometimes you need what to call micronutrients okay it's micronutrients and uh you know you can get that from very various means but the fourth thing let me talk about the four things again let me reiterate it you know for our listeners you need carbohydrate for fuel okay that is key you need protein you know for uh, adaptation for muscle adaptation to repair your tissues you need supplements okay in certain instances where uh, you might not be able to get enough uh, from food sources. And uh, you also need, you know, nutrients, so micronutrients, things like vitamins, things like uh, uh, minerals, you know, you need them, you know, sometimes. So it, it is therefore not right when you hear footballers say, okay, just one class of food I'm going to, you know, take. No, that's, that's not right. That's not, you know, give you, you know, that overall, uh, physical well-being so you need uh, you need carbohydrates so for example if you take only carbohydrates okay then how will you repair your your damaged muscles okay how will you if you need to add muscles if you need to you know grow big okay so you know this issue of you know growing big is something very very topical in Nigeria so you see uh, grassroots players that are not eating enough okay they're only taking carbohydrate 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 and they are not growing okay they are not taking a lot of protein and at the end of the day they are 17 okay but they are actually look but they're actually small in stature so and the coach is like man guy you're small in stature i i really can't use you for this game and and all that so you need to be holistic you need to you know take these varieties of food because they have various uh, uh, functions that they do in the body. Thank you, thank you uh, again. Um, so um, I wanted I wanted you to clarify something which I I, I think is a very big misconception that I've recently seen. Um, I don't know. I, I think a lot there's a lot of people who are arguing it recently. Um, it's something that I saw on social media. Um, okay. There was a debate about. Um, the nutritious value and the health benefits of eating uh, um, Nigerian food or African food. And um, okay. I thought it was very important to clarify um, for people <laughs> because uh, okay. there are a lot of people who, when I was reading the comments, they seem to believe that there's no health benefits or any uh, nutrition in African food. So um, is that, uh, what, what is your um, take on this? Now, the food we have in Africa, they're enough. Okay, it's just how you combine them and how you prepare them. Okay, so 
uh, it, it, it's it's not really right if people say these foods are not right. Okay, so and people always now the mistake people try to do is they want to eat what Messi or Ronaldo is eating. Okay, or what Sagimani <laughs> is eating. So, but you would just ask yourself, Sagimani would would not eat a bar, and that's because. Uh, there are other sources of carbohydrate that is specific to that region, okay? So in the UK, for instance, you know, they take a lot of toast on bread, you know, toast on toast, 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 and it's, you know, they take a lot of bread. Now, that is common. That is something that is peculiar to that. In Nigeria, people take loads of uh, carbohydrate, things like a bar and all that. So you must, now when you talk about nutrition and sport, you must look for options that are feasible, that are realistic, that are also cheap to afford. Because it doesn't make sense if, for example, you want to begin to take a Lucozade sport or Gatorade. Okay, you want to you want to you know take it like Steel Ronaldo, take it like Mercy. Now you you know if you can afford it, then why take it? Look for alternatives, okay, that can also provide you with those things. So good alter, for example, the carbohydrate you can take Eba. Can take Christ. Now these these are good sources of carbohydrates. So we've we've got uh, the right food in our environment. So the most important thing is knowing how to take them, when to take them. Okay, so those those things are key. How to take them and when to take them. So for uh, our footballers, uh, the mistake most of them do is that they don't know when to take these things. Okay. And they take this food in the wrong proportion. But there is definitely nothing wrong with uh, the food we have uh, in Nigeria and in other sub Saharan Africa country. Mm. Thank you, Coach. I mean, uh, Doctor, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, So, of course, you know, um, you mentioned when to take um, the food. Okay. Um, I think a very important question that people often ask is. Um, for example, let's let's use football. Let's use a footballer as an example. Um, if a footballer was had a match, let's say around two o'clock, um, what time should he ideally be eating food, or what is okay. the latest time that he should be eating food before he gets on the field? And uh, okay. um, what food would you advise him to eat? Um, and then also, when the match finishes, um, how quickly should he um, eat food, and what type of food should he eat? Okay, so thank you. So let's say the guy has a match. Okay, let's let's use okay because we're in the night now. Let's say you have a match, ten a.m. tomorrow, a morning match, ten a.m. tomorrow. So I expect the player to have at least loaded himself with carbohydrate at least twelve hours before that game. So by carbohydrate loading, I mean you've you taking loads of carbohydrates. Now, the, the challenge is how much should you take? I know the, the books will talk about taking enough carbohydrates in terms of grams, but for me, it doesn't work. It won't work in Nigeria, okay? Players will not understand it. So what I often tell them is that Take enough that will make you beneful. I love to use that word, but me to use that word, okay? We'll take enough that will make you full, okay? 
So, and sometimes I tell them, take kids, you can take, let's say, you know, four portions of EBA or three portions of EBA. But just make sure that at least 12 to 24 hours before that game, you've loaded yourself with enough of carbohydrates, okay? Then as the game, as the hours, you know, approaches, so, you know, we have a game 10 a.m. tomorrow. So by, let's say, 4, 5 a.m., okay, by 4, 5 a.m., tomorrow morning, I'm going to take carbohydrates again. But at that point in time, the carbohydrate I'm going to take will be easily digestible carbohydrates. So by that, I mean, I would not be taking a bar at that point. Even though I might have taken a bar to bed, okay? I might have taken yam to bed. I might, I might have taken every carbohydrate to bed. Okay, but by 6 a.m., okay, which is four hours before the game, I will still need to top my carbohydrates up because that is what is going to give me energy. Remember that between the night before and the 6 a.m. before, your body will have, you know, you know, broken it down, absorbed it, and you might not have, you know, enough in your body anymore. But by 6 a.m., I'm taking another form of carbohydrate. I'm taking uh, easily digestible ones, like I'm taking pasta, I'm taking spaghetti, I'm taking rice, okay? And I'm taking them in lower proportions, okay? So if I was taking six portions a night before, then the carbohydrate I'm going to take uh, four hours before a game would be probably two portions and easily digestible, okay? Then maybe two hours before the game, okay? I also make sure I top up my carbohydrate level. So two hours before a game, I know I'm already on the, you know, in the stadium, you know, in the dressing room. What am I taking? I'm just taking bananas, okay? I'm taking bananas. Banana is also a good source of protein, okay? So it's a good source of carbohydrate. I'm taking bananas. I'm taking biscuits. I advise people to take things like crackers. Then I'm also, you know, sipping my spot drink because spot drink also have uh, carbohydrate. So let's, let us tie everything together. So in terms of carbohydrates, in terms of how to take carbohydrates, a night before the game, load yourself with carbohydrates. So I'm going to take, let's say, two, three wraps or three wraps of a bath, okay? Then by 6 a.m., okay, in the morning of the game, which is equivalent to like four hours before the game, I'm topping up my carbohydrate level. But the carbohydrate I would take at that point in time will be easily digestible. That means I will not be taking pandemium. I won't be taking, uh, you know, wraps of ever in that morning. I'm going to take carbohydrate, but easily digestible ones like rice, pasta, as I said earlier, on sandwich, okay? And I'm not going to take them in the same portion, in the same amount as I took, you know, later, you know, last night. Then as the game approaches, I'm topping it up again with, you know, another form of carbohydrate. But this time, even much more, more, much more and more easily digestible, like crackers, I'm taking bananas, I'm taking my sports drink. So, so that is uh, what to do. So by the time the game starts, you would, you would know that, or you would observe that there's enough, you know, there's enough carbohydrates in the body. There's enough fuel that can sustain that player through the course of that game. Then... In terms of proteins, then what amount of proteins should you take? Now, it's still the same thing, okay? So you're taking proteins the night before, 
But you are taking proteins in, I mean, in lesser quantity, okay? In lesser quantity. But after the game, after the game, so I finished the game, let's say, by 12 noon. Then, by that point in time, I'll have really exhausted my carbohydrate. I'll have exhausted Now, the first two hours after a football match, the first two hours after a football match is the, is the best time. Is the even gone offline. So, we the game by 12. So, the first two hours after a game, now, now, now those are the times or, or, or that's the time when the, the carbohydrate window, that's, that's the way I can put it in simple terms. It's, it's open. So it's like your body is like now craving for carbohydrate at that point in time. Okay. So when you take carbohydrate in the first 12, in the, in the first two hours after a game, your body absorbs them faster. Okay. Stores them much faster. Okay. But anything after two hours, uh, the gates are sort of, you know, beginning to close down. They are much more narrow. Okay. So it means that even if you take, you know, all the carbohydrates at your disposal at that point in time, you know, your body can only absorb them little by little and by little. So, and when your body absorbs it little by little, what it means is that you might not have enough carbohydrates, you know, uh, 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 for the next game. Okay. So the time, you know, that a player eats is very, 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 very important. So the same thing for proteins too. So the first two hours after the game is when you take protein and that is when your body will, you know, will best make use of it, you know, to repair those, you know, damaged muscles, you know, that you've had in the course of the game. Okay. So, but players will always ask that, well, after the game, these days I can't eat. Now, for, for uh, uh, footballers, you know, that are planning to become pro, you have to be disciplined, you know, with your food. So what I oftentimes advise players is that as you're coming to the game, get your, you know, get your post-match food along with you, okay? It could just be, you know, a chocolate drink. It could just be, you know, biscuits or anything that have got sugar. It could even just be, you know, egg for protein. Just maybe like two uh, boiled eggs, okay? and get them eat them and when you get home you can now cook you know your normal meal and have them okay so, so that's the way to go about it so most players don't don't follow these principles and it sort of affect their next game because they have not well refueled and they do not have enough protein to repair their damaged you know tissues Thank you. Thank you for explaining that for us. Um, yeah. So um, there's a phrase that people often use when we're talking about nutrition, um, which I just want okay. to explain for people. Um, you often hear the word uh, or the phrase portion control. Um, what what okay. does that mean exactly? Okay, so portion control talks about uh, eating the right amount of food. Okay. So it's, it's, it doesn't talk about the type of food, but you're talking about eating the right amount of food. And that's why, and, and that's what I said earlier on about, you know, the amount you take before a game. So the way I describe portion in simple terms to the footballers, you know, in Nigeria is that I tell them that your palm or your hand is one portion. 
Okay. So just imagine your hand. Okay, that's your palm. Okay. That's 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 one portion. So two portions would be, you know, two palms. Okay. So I will say take three portions of eba at least a night before a game. So what that means is that you're taking uh, an eba of the size of your palm. I hope I can use it by here or something. <laughs> I don't know, you know, <laughs> listeners. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to. Uh, so, you know, you're using or you're taking uh, maybe yam, okay? That's like the size, you know, of, you know, of your palm, which, 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 which represents one portion. So for athletes, it's, it's it's just taking it it's taking the right portion, also taking it at the appropriate time at the appropriate time. But again, it's important to know that sometimes these things uh, are not casted in stone; they are individualized. So, uh, three portions might suffice for player A, and it might not suffice for player B. So, to understand, you know, over time they should have what. Uh, carbohydrate loading is for them you know what is the optimal level of carbohydrate for me and you know what sub elite players do is that if they track these things over time find some of them how to employ the service of a nutritionists you know to help them with it but in low resource settings you know when where you don't even have a, a sport doctor not to talk about a sport nutritionist then you have to be deliberate in knowing okay this amount of food portions okay is enough for me to to carbohydrate load and all that so i think that's uh, the simple way in which i explain to people thank you thank you for that um i know a lot of people um still have the mentality that you're supposed to eat until you're full or, or um <laughs> eat until you're not able to eat anymore um that is uh, mm. so what is your opinion on that Okay, yeah, so people say that eat unable to eat anymore. Now, people use that to define carbohydrate loading. Okay, so it means eat to a point of maximum fullness. Okay, yeah, so that's, that's, that's why people use that phrase. But you, know, it could, but, but you know, it could be misleading. It could be misleading because it could turn players to glutons and sometimes just overeat. And you begin to have stomach upsets. And, you know, sometimes it can even lead to you purging and you probably miss the game the following day. So, uh, it, it, it's... The whole idea is, is just to eat to a point of maximum satisfaction. So, I won't advise to the point in which you can't eat no more. Okay, so that you don't also get bloated. And if you, if you are bloated, okay... It can also affect, you know, your your digestive system, and you know that can cause some other things on its own. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, I really want to adapt. Um, okay. Examples and food for the Nigerian environment. So you know, just to um, okay. give people a better idea, giving them actual visuals in their mind. Um, could you give us some meals? Um, in the Nigerian, uh, uh, you know, some Nigerian meals which um, you would consider a balanced diet and some foods maybe that you would not quite advise or you wouldn't advise them eating regularly if they're an athlete. Okay, let's, let's talk about the carbohydrate choices. So I would advise you, you take 
there are really quite a lot. Semo, Fufu. Yeah, I know players do Fufu a lot here in Nigeria. So Fufu, Eba. Now those are very good carbohydrates, you know, uh, sources. Then good protein sources. For me, I always prefer uh, a fish. Okay, fish is a very good source of protein. Stew, okay, it's stew because the stew already has oil already. So why not add oil again to the fish? Why not fry the fish again with oil? Okay, because you also don't want to, you know, overtake oil and begin to have stomach upset. So I can take, for example, a combination of rice with a stew or with uh, what they call it, uh, with a vegetable. You know, they say a four in Nigerian climbs, okay. So a voice, a voice more of a fiber, okay. That can also aid digestion. So yeah, a voice vegetable, okay. So that can aid, uh, you know, digestion, okay. Okay. So then I'll add, uh, I'll add fish, as uh, as a as my source of protein. Or if I can afford fish, I would I would add a boiled egg. I wouldn't fry the egg, okay. So that can just be, you know, my protein. Then uh, for lunch, for lunch, I can take something light. Uh, can take, uh, I can take things like, uh, uh, well, I don't know, food choices. I can take pancake if you have, if, if you can get access to pancakes. Then uh, if you have access to pasta or macaroni or indomie, indomie is good, then I also had a form of protein to eat. So, so what you observe from the trend of food that I've, that I've been talking about is I'm, I'm focusing more on more of carbohydrate, more of protein, and little fats there, little vegetables here and there, okay? But I'm doing more of carbohydrates and more of fat, okay? So more of carbohydrates and more of proteins. Then uh, I, can, I, can, I can snack. I can snack a little bit, okay? So, well, I can snack in the middle between my lunch and my dinner. I can do some snacking with the biscuits. I can do some snacking with, uh, well, for me, I, I really don't always advise snacking with, uh, you know, donuts because of, you know, some of the oils they used to make them. So I can snack with biscuits, with chocolate drinks. And in the night, then I also load myself with, uh, with carbohydrates. Okay, so that was, you know, so basically that's what uh, I, I, would, I would do. Well, those are the food choices that I would suggest, you know, for the Nigerian uh, footballer. Um, and in terms of the ones that, you know, the foods that are commonly eaten in Nigeria that maybe people should minimize uh, or not eat so often if they're, if they're an active athlete. Is try to do away with, with, uh, with anything that contains too much of fat. So it means that I would uh, not begin to take things like bones, things like akara and all that because oftentimes it is deep frying. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'll try to, yeah, so I'll try to just reduce to the barest minimum uh, things that got, you know, too much, you know, of fat in it. And 
you would you see too much of fatty food in in fast food. Okay, so uh, athletes should not do much of fast food. Yes, once in a while you might indulge, you might indulge once in a while, but it's it's really not advisable. Okay, to take a, you know some of these fatty food. So I, I I don't know if that is clear. Yes. Um. What about yeah. fizzy, what about fizzy drinks? Um. How often oh, can an athlete uh, have fizzy drinks? Okay. Oh, good question. Uh, Chapman Sprite, sugar. Okay, more sugar, and the sugar and fizzy drinks are not easily digestible. They are not. You don't, you don't digest them very fast. So it is not advised if you have a game two, three hours a, a before a match, you're now taking fizzy drinks, okay? Now, even though they contain glucose that can provide you with energy, but because they are not easily digestible, they could cause stomach upset, okay? And it could cause a stomach disturbance and that can affect a game, okay? But if it is... 12 hours before a game. Yeah, fine. Take it. Take fizzy drinks, okay? So it's not too much of a problem. But it's just taking it very close to a match. So it is not advisable to take it. So why do players even take fizzy drinks in the first place? People take it as, or some, some see that they are on some of sport drink to provide energy. But what our players don't understand is that uh, to really provide energy through fluid, uh, what you need is not only carbohydrates. You also need uh, what are called electrolytes. Electrolytes are certain chemicals. So after a game or during a game, you are sweating. So what, what is actually happening during a game is that you are burning you know, energy, okay? which in simple terms, you are losing carbohydrates or you are burning carbohydrates. Then you are also losing water. Okay? Then also inside that water you are losing, there are chemicals called electrolytes. So that's why if, you know, sometimes if adventure you taste your sweat, you find out that it's sort of salty, okay? So the salt in that sweat is something we call sodium. So if you want to replace with the appropriate fluid, you must replace with a fluid that's got sugar, which will provide you the energy, that got substantial amount of water and electrolytes. So if you take fizzy drinks, the only thing fizzy drinks will give you is the sugar. It will not really replace the water and the, and the electrolyte. And as a matter of fact, as I said earlier on, even the uh, sugar that would, would, would uh, even the sugar that the fizzy drink will replace, sometimes if you take it at the wrong time, okay, it could cause a stomach upset. Then the question is, what's, what's, what's a drink should athletes take? So athletes should take sports drinks, okay, uh, leading to a game or before a game or during or during a game. Now, sport drinks, we have quite a lot of sport drinks out there. So we have Gatorade, so Gatorade, Lucozade Sport, and, you know, different brands out there. And the, these, these drinks are ready for, you know, these drinks already have, you know, everything I've made mention of, the electrolyte, the water, and the glucose. But... Hmm. The boy playing in the streets of Solere or in the streets of uh, maybe Hajegunle, for example, who, who is even struggling to get a football boot, you know, you won't ask the boy to go and start getting Gatorade or Lucozade sport. 
there are however uh alternatives okay so to use so there's something i you know that we call ors so ors is called an oral rehydration solution the ors is often used for uh people that have got diarrhea if you're purging just okay go and get an ors now it has also been found that, that this ors you know can also suffer as, as a very good spot drink and ors in nigeria i think is like 100 naira or something and with that you can produce up to 1.5 liters just with one such of ors so what do i tell players okay as you approach the game okay you just begin to sip your ors okay I tell, I tell players, don't be bothered. Don't be bothered that it's not Gatorade. You can, if you don't mind, you can even put Gatorade on it, but you know that it's ORS. So the most important thing is that you're sipping your ORS you know, before the game, during the game, okay, when you have, you know, uh, an eat break, sorry, a, sorry, a eat break, then you can also, you know, sip your ORS and you can also take water along with it. So, 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 so that is the ideal. So fizzy drinks should not be taken, you know, uh, you know, on match days. You know, it should not be taken on match days because the, it's going to cause more harm than good. Thank you for clarifying that for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, we've, we've, <laughs> it's been, you know, wonderful having you on the show again, uh, but we've, we, we've come to the end. Um, but just before we finish, um, I've got two more questions just to round up. Um, okay. So, okay. Um, of course, you know, at the start, you mentioned um, about vegetarianism and uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the, the stuff. Um, yeah. Is this the future of sports nutrition? Um, uh, or um, what exactly is this? Is this a superior level of um, nutrition? What, what, what exactly? What exactly? Um, becoming more popular if you've seen these guys take veg they don't take veg alone so they take veg probably with sausage or with fish or with meat okay or with meat so uh you, you can't take veg alone and think that that's gonna you know supply you the max amount of carbohydrates or protein so it has to be done uh, you know, in proportions, okay, you take veg, but you have to add all other things, okay, all other things to eat. So, uh, so it, it can't, you can't just take veg alone. So what people are doing now is that people are taking supplements, okay? So people are taking supplements uh, just to, you know, top up their nutritional level. But the teaching generally is if you take enough food, you actually don't need a supplement because, a supplement comes with their own, you know, risk or, or also, and that's because some of these supplements have been contaminated with, with uh, banned substances. So in places where they take doping very, very seriously, uh, you don't want to be uh, uh, caught, you know, for inadvertent doping just because you took uh, uh, a contaminated supplement. So veg, veg, vegetables are good. But trust me, it's really not enough. It's not going to supply uh, the things that you need for sport generally. Thank, thank you for, for that. Yeah. Um, so the um, final question, just to round up, just you know, covered the whole episode. Um, you know, we've pretty much spoken about nutrition 
and its importance and um the way people can understand nutrition very well and yeah. some of the conceptions um so yeah. finally for um those who are listening um you know just off your your own experiences working you know as a doctor okay. with um different athletes okay just your experience of the nigerian sports team um what okay. advice would you offer to athletes and coaches who are coaching athletes um or people who are working with athletes um just okay. in general on nutrition oh thank you so for my experience what i've observed is that most nigerian footballers or grassroots footballers because i, I see most grassroots footballers they they leave these things to chance okay so they they don't see the importance of nutrition in helping their performance so it's all about strategies and, and talent so it's it's when you know they get injured that's when they begin to think about those things so first of all my advice to uh, footballers and coaches out there is that they must you know see this as an integral part of their strategy now, I'm going to say that again, the most cities as an integral aspect of their strategy. And number two, they must encourage their players to keep food diaries. Now, why I'm saying this is because for most football academies that don't have an hostel, you know, coaches might not be able to monitor what their players are eating, okay? So they must begin to encourage them to have food diaries. Food diaries means that you have a paper, okay, where you uh, you write down what you eat, and the coaches, you know, mandate that each time they come for training, they bring these food diaries. So the whole idea is just to get these players much, you know, very very responsible, you know, for their health, and uh, the coaches must emphasize this. Then uh, players must understand finally. And coaching will not find that you don't have to break the bank to eat well. That is very, very important. You don't have to eat what, uh, you know, uh, the players in Europe are eating, okay? You must look for local alternatives. As a matter of fact, there are enough local alternatives uh, that, uh, play, that uh, players uh, can benefit from. And above all, in cases where they're not you know, too certain in cases where they're not too sure, particularly when players get injured and they're not playing. There's a fear of, you know, of adding weight, you know, and all that. It's advisable that they seek, they seek advice from uh, 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 professional, you know, uh, sport physicians or sports nutritionists so as to advise them. And finally, let me just say one last thing, that for grassroots players, it's better that they begin to instill these, uh, 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 these things early in their career so that as they progress in their career, uh, these things become part and parcel of them. You're not running after them to eat this, not to eat this, to drink this, not to drink that. So with these, with these you will be producing uh, a total athlete, a total player, okay? And trust me, there'll be less injuries, okay? And performance will be optimized. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and thank you for joining us on this episode. Um, it's been fantastic having you. Um, because I, I definitely believe you know it's it's such an important topic, and mm-hmm. I feel you know it, it doesn't always get as much attention as it needs. Yeah, mm-hmm. but sure. People have so many questions, and they don't mm-hmm. know who to ask, where to find this information. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. it's very important that um we find a way to to not only share this information, but to make it uh, relatable and relevant to our own environment. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I really like the fact that you, you, you emphasize on the fact that people should not be trying to copy or trying to mm-hmm. replicate Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi's diet. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, think that, yeah. I think that point there, you know, is, is one that's a very important point. So thank you again. Um, so no, no, thank you. Thanks for having me, Digi. It's <laughs> uh, no problem. Um, so once again, um, of course, if people want to ask you some questions or they just want to contact you, where is the best okay. place for them to? Yeah. Okay, so the best place to contact me is on Twitter. I think I'm fairly active on Twitter. So my Twitter handle is at Jimmy Sayo Osh. Jimmy Sayo spelled J I M I S A Y O O S H. So you can reach me at, uh, at that uh, Twitter handle. Yeah, I think that's uh, where people can contact me. All right. Thank you again for sharing all this information. Yeah. Uh, um, for people no, pleasure is mine. For people listening, remember to share this episode. Remember to like this episode. Remember to review it. Remember to uh, leave a recommendation. Um, and once again, this has been the Ninja on the Ball podcast, where we are on the ball with people that know. Thank you for listening.